a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Welcome to today's edition of Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. And yes, well, I'll dive into the issues at the Dragons at the moment. Mm. I've got a Wendell story where he thinks he actually threatened his life. <laughs> so, Another wow. Wendell story. I want to get to the bottom of this. G'day NRL lovers, it's the Footy Talk podcast, this edition with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. We start off with a very big story, Charity Shield in beautiful mudgy, beautiful peaceful mudgy over the weekend. Of course, the Rabbitohs uh, 42-24 won the game. But a story that's broken from uh, Danny Widler, who is, of course, part of the Footy Talk team, that there was a bit of a dust up between your blokes, two of your blokes have had an altercation together in the early hours of the Sunday morning. What do you know? Obviously, the game wasn't, you know, our best performance. You know, it was probably quite poor. And there's a, there's a fair bit said about that throughout the weekend. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it is a trial. But the standards that we hold ourselves to wasn't good enough for the way we played and the way we performed in that game. And um, afterwards, you know, it was a pretty somber uh, dressing room. Um, you know, you've been in those before, Wade, you know, when you, you, you're just really, you know, lackluster in the game and you just can't help yourself. And... Um, we went back to the, we were staying in a little hotel um, all together and we were allowed to have a couple of beers um, because we don't play for, for three weeks now. Uh, we've got the bye round one and we don't play till the last Sunday of round one and probably first opportunity in a while that we get to, you know, sit down and bunker in and um, if we, you know, if we go out, you know, one in all and we all stick together. So yeah, so we just had a couple of beers there and we went out and, and then we ended up coming home and the couple other boys just got a little bit rowdy, you know, in the in the hotel room and... No, it was similar to Latrell and Jack Whiten. Nothing, nothing. Well, there's no police involvement or anything in it. Just a little bit of a, mm, just well, a little bit of argument with men. Um, then a little bit of wrestling happened, and you know, afterwards we're all best mates again. The only thing is, though, Wado, the difference between the Jack White and Latrell one is with the Jack White and Latrell one, we've got two names. Let's have some names. Give us some names, Woodsy. I don't know the names, Maroon, because I was asleep. Oh, in bed. you don't know who <laughs> yeah, it was. I was asleep in bed, right. mate. <laughs> okay. I'm one of the old boys in the well, club. I actually, have heard that you've. Given up the alcohol for a while. I have. Thank, thank God for that, Wado, because I was at home in bed. Um, I've been off the beers for quite a while and, you know, we had to set alarm because we had a, we're had we getting the bus back because it was in Mudgee uh, as well, a little country town. So, look, honestly, we haven't really addressed it. We haven't had we haven't trained yet. We're, we're in tomorrow. So, it's something we'll sit down and we'll talk about. Obviously, something that's happened on the, Sunday, on the Saturday early hours of Sunday morning and I'm sure the players that's that's done something wrong, they'll address it to the group and, and we'll see what from there. So let's be clear here. You've gone to Mudgee. You've been flogged on the football field. I, I mean, I don't want to drive the screws into you, but it's 26 nil at half time. Yep. South's put 40 on you blokes. You, you got a bit better toward the back end of the game. And then in the aftermath of the game, there's a melee between at least two of your players. That's pretty much it, Maroon. Yeah, so it wasn't the quite the best weekend for the Dragons, but there are weekends when you get to go away with your, you're away with your group. The game didn't go the way we planned. As I said before, you know, everyone was quite frustrated, but you don't want to keep dwelling on it. No, we had, we had no. to get down and bunker down, and we just wanted to sit down. We had a few beers. We watched the World Club Challenge um, with Penrith and St. Helens, and then we went down to the local pub. I think it was Kelly's. There's an Irish yeah. joint down there. Mm-hmm. They were very good. You know, and then we come back. Obviously, some went to bed. You know, some were still mucking around, talking what they were in the in the rooms, and it just escalated. You know, a little bit of mucking around, wrestling, which some people can take the wrong way. It's probably not a good look from outside in, but 
the next morning, everyone was sweet. You know, we all got in the bus. The hotel staff were all perfect. They were really happy. They said, can't wait to see you again this time next year. Mm. So there was no, nothing, there was nothing broken, no damage, no nothing. It was just a couple of big humans or a couple of humans just mucking around and it had too much to be. Yeah, but it, it is way to a hard way to start a season, isn't it? I, I'm around you so, blokes like you enough to know that all this can be put to bed and get on with it. It's not round one yet. But if you're a Dragons fan, here's what you got out of the weekend. All that plus talk, the, the coach's head's on, on the chopping block. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough start to the year and obviously this adds – to the situation, it's not ideal. You don't want to be coming back home after a performance like that where your sole focus should be on um, trying to improve and trying to fix up the areas where, where you thought um, you didn't aim up and you didn't perform, but now there's another distraction going on in the back. But listen, we've seen it before uh, in the game and I don't think it's completely going to be able to get rid of it. It's a high-performance environment. You add you know that emotion to it. You, you add a couple of beers to it. That performance is obviously a lot of frustrations with – amongst the players, and then sometimes it boils over. And, again, it's, it's the perception isn't great. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've been around team environments long enough to know that, you know, the boys will wake up feeling not great with themselves and pretty embarrassed. Um, you know, I've been in that situation myself. Um, and they'll have to front up to the group and explain themselves. So I'm sure we'll hear more on it over the next week. But, like I said, the Dragons, um, from now, they need to be just focused on fixing up those areas from that trial and trying to get ready. You know, yeah. they, have, they have an extra week. On everyone, we're playing round one and they drew the short straw and got the bye round one, which I certainly wouldn't like that to happen after a long preseason, but they get an extra week to prepare now and they need to put this to bed and move on. Okay. Uh, you guys, on the other hand, you had a good win over the doggies yesterday at uh, the old Belmore Sports Ground. We start off w- with, with the performance from your guys. I thought particularly up the middle, you blokes, you know, we know what those outside backs can do in that side, but gee, they look strong up the middle of Sharkies. Yeah, I thought uh, the most pleasing thing for us is probably our defence. So we didn't start well. Blake Braley, um, he got nominated for Derrick of the Week this week because he kicked out his first opportunity, he kicked out on the full. <laughs> and then we put ourselves straight on the pressure. But I know they scored in their first set off the off the ricochet kick, but I thought we defended really well and our systems held up under pressure. And it was, I'll tell you what, it was a great atmosphere out there at Belmore for a trial match. Mm. Um, the return to Belmore, we had all three. Oh, not – so we had – Newtown out, which is our reserve grade team, played the Dogs reserve grade team first, followed by the Tigers-Canberra game. Yep. And then we were the last in the doubleheader, and it was a great atmosphere. And then, you know, that energy, they were certainly charged up to start that game, the Doggies, and um, they scored that quick try, but we just held our nerve, hurt our nerve, um, stayed in the game, fought our way back in it, and wrestled momentum back, and then really took control of that first half. Found a couple of nice, classy tries, Ronaldo, Mulatalo was in the thick of everything as always. <laughs> For um, <a> winger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it, we were really pleased with that performance and um we're much the same as the Dragons. We've got a couple of days training this week and when we got the weekend off and then we're shaping up for the marathon to begin. Maroon and I called that game and I think the, the probably the most pleasing thing for you guys in that first half was the one try they scored was in the first set of the game. It was like you said, it was a ricocheted one. But the other one was when Jake Avrilo made that line break. To see the commitment from Will Kennedy to get there, and and it wasn't just the tackle; it was how he got his hand underneath, and then you see all the boys come flying in. It just seems you got something really good going down there, and like you said, the outside backs, mate, they're absolutely phenomenal. And blokes like Ramulatano, Sione Katoa, they start your sets off so well, and then the big men just come on and play three and four, so hard to handle. You know, obviously it was the first hit out for a lot of those guys together. They played a lot of footy in last year, I know, but it's their first hit out this year together. Um, and we really stripped it back, you know, kept it simple. We wanted to, you know, our back five obviously is the strength of ours. We wanted to carry hard out of the backfield and 
you know, I know it's cliche, but just get to the kick, like give the ball back oh, down yeah. the other end and and then just find our momentum, find our rhythm. And uh, we we got that in the back end of that second half, oh, sorry, the first half, we really found our groove and we managed to get a couple of tries. And like I said, we'll, we'll definitely please our defence. So it's a great starting point um, and leaves us in a good spot starting to prep for round one. We always talk about, you know, your likes of Nico Hines, your Matt Moreland, obviously yourself waiting on your back five, but a bloke that I reckon really changed the game, Cam McInnes. Yeah. Not just what he does with the ball, but what, what he brings off the ball. His line speed, he, he just does the crap jobs. We spoke about in the coverage. How good is it to go out there and just to see the play alongside a boat like that? Mate, Cam's excellent, mate. Like, I think not the, you know, kick a team while they're down with the Dragons. I can't believe yeah. that, man. He was like, someone like <laughs> go. Like, when, when I found out we were signing Cam McInnes and he was coming across to us, I was like over the moon. Like, he's he's what clubs are built on. Like, tough, mm, just tough mm. in the middle. He turns up the train and – he walks in the door and he's ready to go. Like the yeah. moment he walks in, it doesn't matter what's happening in his life. When he walks through that door, he's on and he's ready to go and you're getting 100% of him. And, you know, Dale Finucane's another one. And, you know, they've been a big part of us trending in this direction. You see it rubs off on the other guys. You see Will K's effort in the back. He's been working hard on that. And, um, yeah, Kim, he's just awesome, man. And he's, there's no ego about him. You know, he, he was an 80-minute player, captain at the Dragons. He comes here, he rolls off the bench. There's no dramas. He's, he's just happy to do what he has to do for the team and try and help um, our team, you know, perform and get the results on the weekend. Okay, footy talk on listener. We call this one Wado, Woodsy and Maroon because we're planning on, well, we know there's going to be bigger things involved with us three, so we're just getting ready. What have we got, Arvo show? Giving it a brand. Well, what, mate, what do you reckon? The office will come to us. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the office will come to us. Boys, look, the Tigers had a big win over the Raiders, 36-4. to four. Uh, Woodsy, do we read much into that? I mean, it's better to win them and lose them. And we know that the, the Tigers – uh, handpick some quality. You know, when you're recruiting, you can take quantity or you can handpick some real quality, which they did. What do you read into that win? Yeah, I think they've got to take a fair bit out of that, Maroon. Look, the week before they played against the Warriors and, you know, a lot of people wrote them off straight from there because they got rolled straight through the middle. You know, I think it was a 40-point scoreline, quite similar to the way we played on the weekend. But then they come out, you know, on the weekend against a really good Canberra outfit. Well, a strong side. They named probably one of their best sides. They could probably... The only position that Canberra is struggling with is fullback, and that's the one they'll get right by the time the season starts. But Tigers still had Brooks out. They had, you know, Appy Corris out, and they still put 30-odd points on. And it was, just, it was the style of play that they played. You know, everyone, you compare that side to last year, everyone looked like they had smiles on their faces. They knew what, they all knew what their role was. You know, my good mate, Dave Clement, it's sort of similar to what they say about McInnes. Clem loves carrying the ball, loves getting 200 metres a game. I think he had eight passes in 35 minutes of playing footy on the weekend. Mm. You know, he shows that he's got that different style of game and he's buying into what the Tigers are, are trying to achieve this year and to see that they had Papa Leahy on the edge I thought you know he, his efforts were so good and it's what the Tigers needed and a player like Adam Dewey re-signs a couple of days prior to that trial he had his imprint all over that game he was chasing the ball he, it just looked like he wanted to be there compared to sort of last year when they looked a little bit flat they were under the pump and you can just show that Benji's and, and Tim Sheens and Robbie Farrow they're just the polish from them is just is shining off on all those players right now yeah, well, I was at the game, so I watched the first half. Yep. I, mi I missed the second half, you know, when it must have opened up because, you know, we we're getting ready for our game. But at the start, it was a real contest. And I, I clearly remember thinking, watching the game, like I thought, geez, the Tigers are defending really well here. Yep. Canberra had them a number of opportunities down to their line. They had big Tarpany and Puppley, yep. Hudson Young on the edge, big Jackie White and running hard, Rapana bouncing around as he does. And I remember thinking, you know, they're right in this. Um, the Tigers are defending well. They've turned them away and – I wouldn't say surprised, but I just, I remember noticing, you know, they're defending really well and, you know, that's an attitude and it's a commitment. 
Um, we know, obviously, for Sheenzy and, and Benji, there's going to be some attacking flair there. But if they can get that defense right, you know, defense puts you in, in the game. It allows you to, you know, takes the pressure for your attack. So if they keep defending like that, add Appy back, add Luke back, Oh, if I was a Tigers fan, I would be excited after that mm. trial for sure. I also, I also reckon with Tigers, when they're attacking well, it helps their defense. Why? Because where they finish their sets, you yeah. know, last year, couple of years, they've just been going one out and just getting ganged. And they're kicking from inside their half every time. Now, because they're throwing some shape, they're throwing some caution to the wind, they're getting the ball and finishing their sets on the other side of the halfway. They're putting up midfield bombs, which they're contesting. And, and on the weekend, they got a couple of them back. And like they're, they're chancing their hand, but... They need to stick to it. If it doesn't say they have a couple of weeks where they, they lose two or three on the trot, they can't put it in reverse and try to change the whole system. They need to stick with what they've got and just keep building on that. No, well, I think with someone like Sheenzy there, that's what he's there for, right? And he Experience. will. Yep. He, he, knows, he, he knows what he's about. Exactly. He's been around forever in a day. So he, he'll keep a steady keel for 100%. sure. 100%. Yeah. No matter the wins and losses, it'll just be how you're performing. That's it. Boys, preseason challenge, uh, well, Manly have gone on to win that, followed by Sharks, St. Helens, who won the World Club Challenge, Titans, Broncos, Panthers, Storm, and Para. That's the uh, top eight. And hopefully the NRL can grow on that preseason challenge over the next couple of years. Brings me to our next point, which is uh, Mitch Moses, who reportedly has been offered six and a half million over five years. Now, I'm on a similar deal here, but mine's six and a half million over 35 years. <laughs> anyway, Mitchell, is, is he likely, do you think? Are you going to walk away, Wade, I'll start with you, from a team that could quite possibly win a premiership in the next couple of years and take a little bit of a risk with the Tigers? What's the difference between the deals? Is it years? I, I think over a, I think over the whole thing, it's about eight hundred k. Wadey uh, Woodsy, isn't it? Oh mate, oh. I don't I know. Think the yeah, I, don't know I think the length of contract matters, right? Especially yeah. Mitch is mm. what's he twenty eight now? He's twenty eight. So 28. I think what he's getting is like the the figures in the paper is like one point four for five years or one point two for five years. So a million dollars over. Yeah, year, so a million bucks yeah. over over the term, right? Okay, well, yeah, it's a tough one. Mitch is pretty settled at Parramatta. Like if the if the years are the same and the dollar values is just about dollar values, I think if I was him, I'd probably stay at Parra, right? He's settled there. He's in that team. He knows the system. He, he looks like he enjoys playing footy under mm. um, Brad Arthur. You know, money plays a part, but it's not the whole part. You need to enjoy oh, your that's footy. That's what I would You need think, to enjoy yeah. your footy mm. and you need to feel like you're contending to win, win premierships, right? Mm. If there was more years involved for security, you know, now that he's, he's getting to 28, 29, I could understand if that might change. You've got a young family now, so it certainly comes into the equation if there's more mm. security there. Yeah. But if it's if it's equal years and only a money thing, you know, you could live off 1.2 pretty well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, Woodsy. Well, see, for me, if, if like, I'm with Wader. If, if he's getting that over the five-year, but if he's getting it one year short or two years short, it's something you really got to look at. But the other thing, on the other side of that is, if he does sign, because he wants it done before in the preseason, and he's going out the door to – to say the Tigers because obviously they want him. How's that going to impact the Parramatta season this year? Mm, That's mm. the other thing he's got to think about in the back of his head too. Mm, but I would assume on the back of what Wado says, and you've been part of that memorable Sharky side. Certainly, there's got to be something here that, like, if he was part of that Parramatta yeah, side yep. that wins a premiership. I mean, that's a money can't buy thing, that, that, wouldn't you think? It's absolutely huge. Oh, I think for sure. The last one was in the 70s. And the fact they've come so close, they've come so close and they've been at the top for so long, for sure you have that feeling of unfinished business. Yeah, you, know, you have un- You've put so much work in. Like if they don't make the grand final last year, I reckon he's probably, you know, that could probably sway him to saying, oh, you know, we're probably a little bit away and then we've lost certain players. They got rolled in the GF. That 
the burning desire, mm. I reckon, it, oh. that's probably weighing so much in in sure. Parramatta's favour sure. because, mate, well, you've won a Conway Day, you know, and you want to go back to back. Like, how much do you just want to do it with the same blokes that you've done it with? Oh, for sure. And, like, he's he's been there a long time now and he's helped build just getting into eight, the top four to yeah. grand finalists mm. now. Like, you're a part of that process. You're building the club. Like, you're, you're creating your own legacy there. And for sure, he, he feels like with that group of guys, you cannot work year after year, put so much hard work in with a team and not have that feeling inside that we're so close. Like, yeah. we've got unfinished business. We've got to get it done. We've got to get it done. That's what that's the feeling. You ch- that's what you're chasing all the time. Okay, footy talk, Wado Woodsy and Maroon. We're going to talk about Manly and uh, their preseason form and where they go from here when we continue. Footy talk with Wado Woodsy and Maroon. A couple of things we want to uh, finish off on. Um, the Sea Eagles preseason form. We've often said, boys, in the last couple of years, for Manly to fire, Turbo has to fire. And it would be great for Anthony Seabold to see them all competitive again. Yeah, definitely. We know Seabold's not your best friend. No, but, I've um, got no problem yeah, with no, him. Yeah, sure, this is mate, a Wendell sure. thing. That's no, your thing because you, he, he walked out on the house while you were one of the great members there. Well, I, I mean, I can get over that. You know, no, I, I mean, think, I'm I over that. He, he walked uh, out and he delivered Wayne Bennett there. But there's <laughs> this is Wendell Saylor. He's not a talented footballer. He's a five-star gossip. We know and that. He calls well, you. I don't know if you've heard, actually. Mm. I, I was calling the game on the weekend with Wendell. Yeah. And he had some accusations, pretty strong accusations about you. And I, I, I told him that I was on the show with you today and we'll get to the bottoms of the accusations. I can't wait okay. to hear his accusations. Right, we'll come back to that. Yeah, because, we will come um, back to it. But, uh, but, but with Manly, like – you look at the coaches they've got in there. Seabold, players I spoke to that have worked on him reckon he's absolutely incredible. The things, that, the systems that he brings in. And then we both know what, you know, Flano and Jimmy Dimmick are like. Well, I loved working under them at, at Cronulla. And the players that have got, you know, at, at Brisbane when Seabold did go up there, he probably didn't have the right leaders uh, around the group. Look what he did with that South squad. They were, I think they finished third his first year in there. And he had some really good leaders, some really good young squad players he knows how to work the group, and he probably struggled that when he had the Brisbane players. Yeah. You know, he had a lot of really good young kids come through the system, but didn't have those leaders just to guide them around. Mm. And as he's got the Manly, you know, you've got your Turbos, you've got, you know, Jake and Tom, you've got uh, Daly Cherry Evans. Schuster. Schuster. Well, he's one of the young guys. Yeah. But then mm. even a young guy like uh, Cooper Johns, he, he's playing mm. some really good footy. Mm. He got mm. They had no Turbo or, or um, Cherry Evans on the weekend. He had to put up his hand and, and guide the team around, and that was pretty much a full-strength Sydney Roosters side. I think we've uh, dimmed the lights. Here. Dimmed the lights. What's, What's going, going on, on, Charlie? After dark, Chica. Chica. <laughs> um, what they're building over there, I really like it, and and it just they they look happy, like we were saying about Tiger, but they're playing and everyone's working with each other. That that was a full strength Roosters squad, nearly except for I think Jared Weir Hargraves and and Joseph Manu. So they did a really good job on them, and they should be going into the season with a really sky high confidence. Yeah, I think for sure they look like a committed playing group, and we know how turmoil they had at the back end of last year and how they finished off the year. And I just think, obviously, new coach, fresh start. You feel that fresh start with the team. And they would have had a, a really good, hard look at themselves and a, and a strong chat amongst the team going, righto, we've got to do some work here to change the, the perception of our team, especially after the back end of last year. And they would have committed that at the, at the start of the preseason. And they've done everything right so far. They've played outstanding in the trials. They've won the challenge. Yeah, they'd be really positive heading into the season. So now they've just got to carry that momentum. And I, I do agree with you, Woodsy, on Anthony Seabold having a good team around him. Flano, experienced, yeah. bit of a knockabout. Yeah, not just the players, the staff. That's yeah, what you need. Staff. You've been in good systems, Wade. Bit of a knockabout. He'll keep... Like Jimmy loves a good time, but he's very accountable no, at the same Jimmy, time. 
very like very experienced, a bit of a knockabout yep. as well. Can get serious when the time's right, but oh, when yeah. you need to take the, the handbrake off a bit and just chill out and let the you know you got to ride mm. the ups and the mm. downs and just keep pushing for the long haul or the long game. I think he's got the right men around yep. him to help him through that too. Okay, top eight manly, yes or no? Yes, mate, for sure. Woodsy, offense, <laughs> yes, mate, yes. Okay, uh, why is that so funny? Why do you wait? Let's top eight everyone every week. Oh, oh, of course, top eight. yes, yes, yes. yes. Right, what about dolphins? Wait, don't they're, they're in eight for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers, have got them in there too. Definitely after dragons, nights. Did you see them playing the weekend? Yeah, yeah. The Tigers, they're, they're morals. What about dragons, dragons. This is mine. He got on. I reckon this will galvanise the group. They're in the eight, one hundred percent. You don't want to play a team after turmoil. Well, you're not playing anyone. You're playing the bye. Yeah, we got the bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, going to be a close one, the Dragons versus the bye. But, boys, um, uh, Taylor May, an ACL injury over the weekend. Oh, no that's way. That's massive. That's a massive out for the Panthers. Well, that's huge. And we, we didn't – I don't think you can put too much into trials, World Club Challenge, but certainly there was a lot of obvious players not there anymore. Obviously no Appy. I think Appy's a huge yeah. one. We, mm. We've spoke about it. We did the review, on, um, the preseason preview on the Panthers, and everyone just spoke about Abby Coruscant, you know, and the influence he has. Um, there's no disrespect to Mitch Kenny. I think Mitch Kenny is a great player, but what Appy brings is a lot different to what Mitch Kenny brings, you know, and the deception that Appy has, and defensively how sound he is as well, and it just looked like that little bit out of sync on the weekend, you know. Mm. Amelia mm. was their first game. Uh, a lot of them didn't play the trial last week, you know. They still had a few blokes out, but. You take out kick out on that that left edge as well. It's just such a big threat, and it's yeah. There's a bit more targets that you know you probably know that are going to get the ball a lot more this year in, in Cleary and Luai, because Coruscant does bring the blokes players onto the ball, whereas Mitch Kenny sort of stand and delivers. He's in a wholehearted effort player, but it's just not what Appy brings. Mm. Uh, Wado Penrith top eight. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say they're top two top still. Top yeah, two. yeah, I, I, I think so. Still. Yes. They're, they're still. Yeah. Mate, mm. like, they got that, um, is it Tania Turavava? Like, he'll come in and play on the wing, mm. and he's outstanding. We played a trial match against him last year at Banquet Stadium, or mm. Combank, sorry. Was he the old fullback, fullback the young Fiji? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he, a gun. He, mate, he was bouncing around. He was everywhere. He's Mr. Energizer Bunny. And that Penner production line, mate, I'm telling you, there'd be a kid out there yeah, probably playing SG ball, mm. that, or Jersey flag, that given an opportunity, he'll be ready to go to be mm. on the end of the line. So yep. they're in a good spot. Nathan Cleary. As long as they got Cleary, mate. Cleary's a freak. It'll, yeah. kick, it'll kick him into position, oh. keep a cool head. And don't forget, Dylan Edwards didn't play on the weekend. Nah. He was, and neither did he's, William, huge. Yeah, he's, he's huge. He's huge. Mm. I saw a big gouser on his um, oh, Instagram. Did he have a few oh, uh, I felt like he was, beforehand? I think he might have been. He might have been out there mudgy with your boys in the end of the oh. <laughs> He probably won wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does have that trick in him, yeah. Okay, footy talk with Wado Woodsy and Maroon. Before we go, one of our colleagues here, Wendell Saylor, uh, now, Wendell has, of course, a dual international he, grand he, final he does winner, tell a lot of us origin that. legend. Yep. But as I have said to you all off air, and I'm brave enough to say it on air, Wendell's true talent is he is a state of origin level gossip. If you were picking a, a state of origin gossip team, captain he coach. would be captain coach. And he's made some accusation about yeah, me. Yeah, well, I was a part of it. I was, right. it was during a call. Have we got I, the audio I've, for I've, it? So I've heard, your, oh. I've heard your side of the story off air. Right. And then he started to say another another side of the story, his side of the story on air while we were covering the Dragons uh, and is the that how, South Championship. Is, that, is that how bad our game was going? Well, You're talking about, I'm telling you, the, the second half got long. So we started <laughs> yeah. delving into some, you know, some stories. And Adele had a bit to say about you, Maroon. I said, well, you know what? I'm doing the podcast with Maroon on Tuesday. I'll let him respond. 
Um, wait, I know you do a podcast. What's your podcast with Anthony Maroon called? Booty Talk. Booty Talk. Booty Talk. You know, one, thing, the podcast. W- yeah. one thing that he didn't tell you about that trip, when we were coming back, it was early in the morning, and because um, the sun's in our eyes, he was driving on the wrong side of the road, and 80 metres away, there was a car coming. Mate, he nearly killed Wendell Saylor. <laughs> mate, yeah. I told him, I said, mate, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. He didn't know. I will never drive with Maroon again, and he can fly me to places now. <laughs> I can tell you now. <laughs> Please tell us Please if you explain. knew exactly what you were doing. Well, I'd love to. I was going to try and tell him, but what's the good of – you never finish a sentence, do you? Can't get a word in. No. What happens, Wade Owen Woodsy, as you might know, in regional New South Wales, yep. the roads are full of potholes. Yeah, yeah. And I have cracked that many wheels and tyres going to Narandra and Leeton and Cowra and God knows where. And uh, I was just getting out of the way of the potholes. There wasn't a car in Cooey in front of me. Then he looks up with his headphones on and he's instantly panicking, telling me to get on the right side of the road. But was, look, he, was he sweating? No, uh, he was sweating. <laughs> of course he was sweating. Was he playing Miley Cyrus? He was playing Miley Cyrus. And Can oh. I also say one more thing? Yeah. Did he refer to himself in third person? You the almost killed the Wendell Sailor? Yeah, yeah. Look, while, while we're... While we're um, <laughs> Can I just tell the Lithgow story? When he we go to Lithgow one time and he goes, I don't want anyone to see me today. So he says, let's go into that restaurant over there. There's no one in there and I'll shout you some pasta. I said, righto. Like, so we go into this restaurant. He sits there. No one's looking at him to, and he doesn't like it. And these three beautiful women come in dressed up like they're going to a Christmas party or a Melbourne Cup or something. They were spectacular, these women. He gets up. Drops his fork, runs over. Hello, ladies. I'm Wendell Sayers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, want anyone to see me today. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. Well, just having a look at the ratings again, boys, and we're, <laughs> yes, we're still number one all men that wear blue jeans, drive utes and wipe their backside with their left hand. So, sweet. We're still going. I will say... You're looking sharp this week, Marie. Really? Fresh haircut. Yeah. The preparation for round one, or and and I did the I did the chest too with the V. Oh, oh wow! wow. Yeah, yeah. Look at that your nipples. Yeah, yeah, look at aren't they? Gee, huge. they're massive. <laughs> <laughs> they're like sundials, aren't they? Anyway, that's our award-winning podcast for another week. Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon. See you next week. See you next week, boys. Cheers.